morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Farley Martin, and I'm dropping in today because you know, you already know that I gotta know. I gotta know. It's not even a choice. It's not. But today, I want to talk about understanding our harvest. How many of you know that the Word of God teaches us and it tells us that the seed is within itself and it will produce after its own kind? Come on now, we we all know this, that an apple seed will produce an apple tree. So sometimes we're not, we're even, we're not, even when we're not sowing nothing, we're reaping something, which is nothing. And I'm... We're going to talk about that here in one moment, but we're going to pray, you guys. We got to pray first. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. For you said, where there's two or three joined together, there you are. So, Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us. We ask that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit of the Lord is saying and what the Spirit of the Lord is doing, Father God. We thank you that your word will not land on deaf ears, that our hearts are good grounds, Father God, that we're listening to this podcast, Father, because we're looking for answers and we're seeking you, Father God. We want what you want. We want what you want. Not our will, Lord, but let your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, uh, we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for joining in again. This is Arthur Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing, because you guys know this is where we go in. We go on the inside. I'm not. <laughs> how many of you know that God said, "Man, it's man that looks on the outside," but um, God said, "You know what? I'm looking at your heart." And yes, we might know a bunch of Bible verses, but I'm telling you, a lot of that stuff we don't believe because how can we tell if we believe? We can tell if we believe the Word of God by when we act on the Word of God. Um, there's no condemnation here. You guys already know that this podcast is for mature audience only, and what I mean by that. How many of you know that when we can take a no, when we can take a correction, and we can take a rebuke, that is sincerely a sign of much spiritual maturity? But I'm getting ready to um, getting ready to dive in here. We're getting ready to dive in. Uh, we're talking about the seed is within itself, uh, and it's producing after its own kind. In other words. We're having not only what we're saying, but we're having what we're sowing. Um, we know the scripture really well about life and death is in the power of the tongue, and we will eat the fruits uh, of our words. We will eat the fruit thereof uh, because our words are seeds being sown also. Our words are seeds being sown into the lives of others, and our works are seeds being sown. How many of you know that nothing happens without a seed, but in reality, something is still really happening. Uh, nothing is happening. <laughs> you know, um, if we plant, if we want an apple tree, we got to plant an apple seed, and then we will get an apple tree. But um, when it comes to sowing and reaping, we really want to be led by the Spirit of God because the Word of God teaches us, and not just in, uh, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about our actions, you know, our works, um, not just our words, but in our works also. Uh, it takes work to sow a seed. It takes work to sow a seed uh, to produce an apple tree. Um, and our heart, how many of you know that our heart is like a fresh pot of soil? Uh, we learn this in the parable of the sower. When Jesus talked about the different types of seeds being sown into the soil. And how uh, the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches came and stole the word because the seed was sown on stony ground or wayside soil or a rocky soil, and then he talks about the good soil, the good heart, the heart that's open to the things of the Lord. A good ground heart is a heart that hears the word, reads the word, believes the word, and then acts on the word. And that is a type of heart that will bring forth and manifest uh, the, the promises. Um, when we're not seeing the promises of God manifest in our lives, we need to check to see if we believe what it says. And if we say we believe what it says, then we need to go check part two to see if we're acting on what it says. Are we acting on what we believe? Because remember, the Word of God teaches us that it's the doer of the Word that's blessed and not the hearer only. Therefore, be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. And so I say again, you know, the greatest deception is self-deception. So the way I judge myself is I can tell what I believe by how I live. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to go where the Holy Spirit tell me to go. But again, my title is Understanding the Harvest. Because a lot of times um, we don't understand the harvest. We think that the person we give the money to is the person we're going to reap it back from. And sometimes it can work that way. Um, but the Bible tells us to give without uh, um, expecting, you know, without expecting to receive it back, in other words. Okay, when you're giving something to someone, if that's a gift, then you've given it to them. If you're lending something to someone, then that's uh, lending it to them and you're expecting it back. But we should give without expecting uh, without expecting it back. Um, give without uh, compulsion, expectation. In other words, our motive for what we give should not be um, to get now, come on now. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, because we do do need to use our faith. We need to use our faith to believe what the Word of God say, right? Um, it is a law. So when we do anything that the Word of God say do, we're supposed to do it in faith. He said that He gives seed to the sower, right? He gives seed to the sower, to the sower, and it is a law of responsibility of reciprocity you're going to in the natural you're going to receive whatsoever you sow you know the world call it karma but the word calls it reaping what it what you sow i prefer to say what god say he said he reaps we're gonna reap what he what we sow why is this because the seed is within itself right and it's going to produce after its own kind apple seed is going to produce an apple tree so if we're not um if we're not sowing anything, we're not going to reap anything, okay? We reap what we sow. If you sow evil, you're going to reap evil, okay? If you sow a good deed, you're going to reap a good deed. And it's so important that we learn how to connect the dots because people are actually getting offended because they're doing stuff for people and them people ain't doing it back to them. <laughs> how many of you know that's not how it works? Okay, you're going to get it back, but it's so important that we're able to connect the dots. The Lord says that, guess what? He says that he that lend it to the poor, uh, lend it, give it to the Lord. All right, let me find it. He that give it to the, give it to the poor, lend it to the Lord. That's uh, Proverbs 19:17. It says, whosoever is kind to the poor, they lend to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. So when you're giving to someone, when we're, when we're doing stuff in faith, this is why the Bible teaches us. He says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, we're to do it as unto the Lord. Okay. So and when you're doing something as unto the Lord, you look to the Lord for your reward. But when you're doing something out of your own work of the flesh, then you're looking for that person to give it back to you or you're looking for someone to give it back to you. Don't get me wrong. God is going to use people. But it's so important that we learn how to see God in everything. This is why I say look for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Because it, just because the person you gave it to ain't the person that gave it back to you don't mean God ain't going to get it back to you. He's gonna, He may use a total stranger to give it back to you. Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. He will reward them for what they have done. Now, if I give you something, then that's a gift. But if I lend you something, then um, you know you should give it. You should give it back. He is the one that has uh, has pity on the poor. Whoever gives to the poor, lend it to the Lord. But you know the Bible says, whatsoever we do in word or deed. Whatsoever we do in word or deed, to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, Colossians 3 and 17 English Standard says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give thanks to God the Father through him. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 317 English Standard. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything 
in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father. So he said, do everything in the name of the Lord. In other words, the Bible tells us, right, that those who are the sons of God, we're not, we're, he didn't say children, those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, right? Those who are the sons of God. Um, so anything that we do outside of faith is sin because that, that's when we're getting in our own flesh, our own works. That's when we're trying to make it happen. That's when we're just doing stuff so people could be think good of us. We need to be spirit-led. We need to do stuff because this is what the Lord is saying, telling me to do. I'm feeling the unction. I'm feeling, you know, on the inside, the Lord is unctioning me to do this, right? But but um, um we, we have to understand the harvest. When you give to somebody and that person does not give back to you when you are in need, don't get offended. Because what I, one thing I learned in life is when people say no, it's nothing personal. That's just not who God is trying to use. <laughs> let, let me know because um, God can, he commanded the raven to come feed the, uh, the prophet Elijah when he was under the tree. <laughs> He can use whatever he wants to. Anything God created, he can command, okay? So what I'm saying is, God is not limited by man, okay? He can use whomever and whatever. He uses a stranger on the street. So don't get offended if you help somebody and that person don't help you back. The reason they needed the help in the first place is because they needed the help. <laughs> You're looking for people who, who don't have anything to give you stuff, okay? It's nothing personal. They do have stuff. They just don't know it yet because it's a mindset. We have to renew our mind. We have to change our way of thinking in the area of finances. We got to think of, change our way of thinking in the area of giving. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about being doers of the word of God. It's the doer of the word that's blessed and not the hearers only. Whatever we do in word or deed, uh, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so, whenever, whenever um, we do something, Luke six thirty five, he says, "But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the high, for He is kind unto the." Um, let me go back here. He is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. It says, but love your enemies. Let me read another uh, translation. I want to see if I can find the Amplified Bible. Luke 6.35. Okay. Luke 6.35. Let's look at the NLT version. It says, love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them. He's talking about your enemies. He said, lend to them, your enemies, without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. So this is how the wicked is able to see God's goodness. Is when you do stuff for your enemies or, you know, expecting nothing from them in return. And I don't know about you, but I've had to bless my enemies on numerous occasions. And when I say I had to bless my enemies, I'm telling you, I had to do good to those who did evil to me. And I had to have the right attitude in doing the good to those that did the evil to me. Why? And why was I able to have the right attitude? Because I wasn't doing it unto them. I was doing it as unto the Lord. And I'm telling you that when your attitude is, is an attitude of gratitude and your posture of your heart is to please the Lord and you say, Lord, you, I'm doing this because this is what you said to do. Not grudgingly, not expecting anything in return, but you said to love your enemies. You said to do good to them. Luke 6, 35. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Your enemy is not going to repay you. I've, I've been good to my enemies. I'm telling you, I have been good to my enemies. And when I say my enemies... I mean my enemies. I'm talking about people who have tried to sabotage me, who have lied on me, who have done all kind of evil things to me. The Lord has set me up where I had to be kind and I had to love. I had to do stuff for them to help them. Um, the Bible says, love your enemies, good, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Uh, then your reward, it says, from heaven will be very great. 
Don't look to them. They're, you know, they're, 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 don't look to them, your enemies, because your enemies are not going to do good to you. You know, this is a test to you. How many of you know this is all part of preparation and growth? That whenever the Lord tells you something in his word and you're given the opportunity to do it, that's another, that's how we're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. Every time we do what God say do, it releases the power of God to manifest and operate in our life. If we can only do good to those who do good to us, the Bible says that even a sinner person can do that. If you only do good, let me find that. To those who do good to you, even a sinner person can do that. That's how the world operates. It's a tit-for-tat system. Luke 6.33 tells us this. He says, and even if you and if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. That's Luke 6.33. The NLT version, that was the NIV version. The NLT version says, and if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that. There's no sacrifice when we do good to people that do good to us. This is why we have to get out of these cliques. I'm only going to be kind to people that I do know. I'm only going to say hi to people that I do know. I'm only going to celebrate people that I do know. Those are cliques. There is no reward in that. I, you know, the bless me club. You bless me, I'm going to bless you. I'm not going to take a stranger out to eat. And if I do, they're going to have to pay for it. There is no credit in that. It's the goodness of God that draws people to God. And I'm telling you, the most miserable people in the world are people who don't live for Christ, who, who's not in fellowship with Christ, or pe and people who are not witnessing about Christ. We're all called to do the work of an evangelist at the workplace, in the lunchroom, wherever the Holy Spirit says, he that wins souls is wise. And this is for everybody. We're all called, no matter what your title is or what you think you're called to do, at the end of the day, we're all called to be ambassadors of Christ and ministers of reconciliators. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to matter is what we've done for the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God says the only thing, everything that we have on this earth is on lease. Don't quit yearning and seeking after earthly things and start yearning and seeking after the, the, uh, the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these earthly things will be added onto you. As born-again believers, every time we do the Word of God, it releases the power of God. And we're not seeing the power of God released and manifest in our lives. It's because we're not doing what it says. The seed is within itself. God's Word is a seed, okay? And whenever we do what He said, because words are seeds, right? Words are seeds being sown in the heart and minds of others. So we need to be careful of the words that we're planting. We're like farmers. We're planting seeds with our words. Okay, and the devil's planting seeds in our mind with our thoughts. Thoughts are things. He's planting seeds, his evil seeds, his evil thoughts in our mind. So I tell people the reason you're acting evil is because you're thinking evil. Because the word of God tells us what to think about. He instructs us. He said, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report. Think on these things. Right? So he even tells us what to think on. Why is this so important? Because our thought, what we think about, is going to affect what we say and how we feel and how we live. Because we act on what we believe. Let's get it, let's get it straight here now. Jesus says, Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith without uh, with my works. Faith without works is that meditate to do anything that you meditate on long enough, eventually we're going to do. Our thoughts are seeds uh, being sown and you know, things that we're thinking about. They're either being sown into our mind by the enemy or when we're meditating on the word of God, the word of God is a seed. The parable of the sower talks about the word of God being a seed, how he, the seed was sown among the thorny grounds. And these are different types of hearts. The parable of the sower. Read the parable of the sower. I think it's Matthew 13. The parable of the sower. I'm going to look it up and I'll give you the exact chapter. It says, but if you love those, listen to this. It says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. 
And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners. Expect to be repaid. And, and they expect to be repaid in full. Okay, so this is what I said. But when you can love your enemies and when you can do good to those, because isn't that what Jesus did? He is our example. He was good to his enemies. When they cursed him, he said, bless those that curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Why is this? Because at the end of the day, every time we do what God say, that causes God to be for us. And the Bible says that when God is for us, nothing can stand against us. So when we're every time we're doing what the word of God say do, you know, we can say, well, God is for me. It's like when with the divorce thing, when the, the I mean, when my enemies came in like a flood and, and the devil was just all there, you know, tr- trying to destroy our marriage. What I said was I stood on Romans and I said, no, God is for marriage. That means God is for me. And for God, because God is for me, God is fighting for me. My part is to continue to love him and be kind to him and do what the word of God say do. How many, God, if you want God, if we want, we want the angels of the Lord to fight our battles. We're going to have to do what the word of God say do. We cannot walk in opposition to God and expect the blessings of God to be released. It's not where God is withholding anything. His word is his word. And we're not going to change what God say, okay? It's not for me to tell God what to do. It's for me to submit to what he says. Because you, you know what I'm saying? Um, God resists the proud, but he gives grace. And I'm, it's not about God conforming to my will. It's about us conforming to his will. Therefore, be, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Romans 12 and 2. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, God is saying, you're going to have to change the way you think. And we need to think about our thoughts. Because when your thoughts are not my thoughts, then your ways are not going to be my ways. And the reason your ways is not, our ways is not God's ways, is because our thoughts are not God's thoughts. There's no condemnation. But what we have to do is spend time in the word of God, renewing our mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2. He wants us to give up our way. He said, whosoever shall try to hold on to his life shall lose it. His way of doing things. Pride is what causes us to hold on to our life. Pride and rebellion. No, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want. But at the end of the day, all we're doing is hurting ourselves because we're kicking against the prick. We're kicking against God. The God of resist the proud. Is God resisting you? Go back and listen. I did a podcast on that and find out. Is God resisting you? Because he said he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Sometimes when you find yourself resisting someone, that's God in you resisting them. Why is he resisting them? Because they're prideful. But he gives grace to those that are humble. Those who admit, Lord, I need you. I don't want my will. I don't want my way. Help me to do what you say. Okay, so if you only do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same thing. But when we give to the poor, we lend to the Lord, and the Lord, he's going to be rewarding us. We don't have to look for that poor person to reward us. We, we, the Lord said he's going to reward us. And if you're only blessing those who blessing you, then what credit is that to you? You know, this is why I'm saying, you know, as believers, Jesus said, I didn't come for those that's well. I came for those that's sick. You know, in the store, hey, pay for somebody's groceries, do something. There's a lot of ways. Never mind, I got that. I've given away bags at the store, and you would think I've given someone a million dollars. I mean, just little small random acts of kindness. Just let somebody cut in front of you at the line. And they got, you know, just, I mean, just small random acts of kindness. Because they're so far and in, in, in between. When you're in a dark place, we're called to be the light. We can't blend in with the darkness. We have to be the light because we're living in a dark, hopeless world. People are hurting. And as we approach the, these end times, these perilous days, the end times, evil men are going to grow worse. But we have to be the light in the midst of someone's darkness. I don't know about you, but my prayer is, Lord, Use me today. 
use me, Lord, to be a light in the midst of someone else's darkness. And let me tell you this, everybody has something to give. Because when God created us, he put his gift inside of us. So the prayer today is, Lord, it might not be money. It's not always money. Everybody don't need money. Somebody might need a, a smile. Somebody might need a word of encouragement. Text somebody and tell them, hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. I'm praying for you. Um, this one sister, Katie, she be calling me. I just called to say I love you. Boy, that blesses my soul. To know that God is thinking about me and that someone took time out to say that they love me. Praying for you. Do something, and you you know what? If you sow a word of encouragement, you're gonna reap a word of encouragement. We reap what we sow. We reap what we sow. If you don't, if you're not reaping a harvest, that's because you're not sowing a harvest. If you're reaping selfishness, that's because you're sowing selfishness. It's not about keeping what you got because if you don't sow what you have, it's not gonna grow. And I'm not just talking about money, but how many of you know that Jesus said that man cannot serve God and men? He said Where, wherever a man's uh, money and treasure is, that's where his heart is. Wherever a man's treasure is, that's where his heart is. Why? Because we either have faith in God or we have faith in our money. Either money is your God or Jesus is your God. Come on now. No man can serve two masters. He's either going to love one and despise the other. Matthew 6, 21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you're limited, if your income is limited, if you're just paycheck to paycheck, you need to start sowing. Sow into your church. If, if you don't go to church, sow into some type of nonprofit or sow into somebody, somebody's life. Give something to a homeless person. Do something. Because without a seed, you're not going to have a harvest. You cannot have a harvest without a seed. And this is for anybody. This ain't just for a believer. Everybody is going to reap what they sow. So if you sow a bunch of strife and chaos, you're going to have a bunch of strife and chaos in your life. If you're sowing to your flesh, if you're in a pity party, then you're going to reap from your flesh. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For where a man treasure is, that's where his heart is. Because your heart, your money is connected to your heart. Why, why is it out of everything in the world, we, he talks about the money? Because those are the two things that can give you things that you need. Money is the answer to all things. I mean, you need money to pay a natural light bill. You need money to pay a natural gas bill. But God said, I want you to trust me for the money. I want you to give it to me. You know, be led by my spirit. And, and that's another thing. When you give in church, if you see it as giving it to the preacher, the pastor, and you don't see it as giving it to God, you have not given it in faith. Everything, it says, whatsoever we do in word or deed, we should we have to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the widow, she gave the most. Why did she give the most? Because she gave all that she had. It's not the amount. It's the attitude of the heart. And she was giving it to God. She wasn't giving it. She didn't. You have to see everything that we do in word or deed. We have to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when we do it unto him, we're not going to be saying things like, after all I did for them, and after all I... Because what are we doing when we get into that? We're looking for repayment from people. And, the, and, and that shows the attitude of our heart. And then we're missing out on our harvest because we don't see that when we gave somebody... When we had that raggedy car and we gave all those people those rides and to church and rides to the grocery store and rides and didn't charge them anything... And then all of a sudden, God blesses you with a brand new car with no money down, with not a high credit score. You can't connect the dots to see that was the favor of the Lord. That's reaping what you sow. You used your car. You was faithful with what you had. And because you was faithful over the little, then God said, I'm going to trust you with something bigger. Are we sowing the seed? We need to understand the harvest. Quit looking for the person to give you the harvest. But I'm telling you, this is your test. This is how you can know. 
This is every from every time you do something for somebody, because those are seeds. Our actions are seeds. Our words are seeds. Our money are seeds. Seeds are being sown. Okay, so when you do something for somebody, whether it's giving them a money, giving them a ride, you know, helping them do something or whatever, and when when it's time that you need help, and if you say stuff like, after all I did for them, you know, now they don't even remember me, blah blah blah, then that's how you know that you did not do it as unto the Lord, because you're trying to get what you gave to them back from them, and that's not how it works. When you sow a seed. Or so a deed, it's not necessarily going to come back from that same person. But we have to be able to connect the dots and say, oh man, I remember when I helped get them a job and now the Lord then gave me a promotion. That's a seed that's coming from that seed. It's going to be connected to the same thing that you did because an apple tree is going to produce an apple, uh, an apple seed is going to produce an apple tree. So if you if you sick, why not pray for somebody else to sick? See, you you're sowing the same kind of seed because that's the harvest you're gonna reap. If I sow healing, uh, don't look for prosperity. That those those seeds don't go together. You see what I'm saying? If an apple seed is going to produce an apple tree, the seed is within itself and it's going to produce after its own kind. Come on now, we know this. Even in the natural, we know an apple. So uh, if your husband is giving you a hard time uh, going to church 50 day, times a week, that's not that's not going to be your works. So I'm not coming against it or anything, but I'm just trying to see. Um, in, in, in return for his evil, the seed that you need to sow is kindness. This is what I'm trying to get us to see. We're going through the motions, but we're not understanding. We're not doing what the words say. What does the word of God say concerning marriage? What's the counsel of God concerning this? The Bible says love overcomes evil. So when you give evil, what's the seed that you sow? You sow love. That's the works. Faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding actions is dead. If I want to drive the car, okay, I believe I can drive a car. I know I can drive a car, but that's not enough. My works is going to be to not 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 catch a bus and go to church uh, seven days a week and say, Lord, I thank you that I can drive a car. No, my works is going to be to go. I'm not coming against this, but I'm just using this because people think that that's what the, how you get prayer, the, the word of God to work. No, faith without works, corresponding actions is dead. So we need to find out what is the corresponding action. What seed do I need to sow into this harvest? So if, uh, if a soft answer turns away wrath, then that's the seed I need to be sowing. I need to sow the soft answer. That's the works that goes with that scripture. I, like I say, look, when you find when you find a, the word, look for the word. What's the action word? What is the action? What is your part to play in the scripture? We have to understand the harvest. Because when we don't understand the harvest and we start looking for people to give back to us what God told us to do to others, it causes offense, it causes bitterness. We got family at strife and at odds because of money. Because we're looking for that person to give it back rather than looking for God to bring it back. Okay, Genesis 1 and 11 says, Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kind of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what what happened. Okay, the seed is within itself. Let's look at King James Version. This is Genesis 1 11. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so the seed is within itself and it's going to produce after its own kind in other words an apple seed is going to produce an apple tree if you sow strife you're going to reap strife if you sow joy you're going to reap joy and and it might not necessarily come back from that same person but it's going to come back to you expect it expect it you know a lot of times people talk about Oh, you know, they have more faith in something evil happening to them than they do good. Good. Oh, uh, God's going to get them. Oh, it, it's karma. Uh, I don't even like using that word. 
Uh, but what they're trying to say is that they're going to reap what they sow. But even in that, we need to bless those that curse us. How many of you know that God loves people? And God don't feel the way uh, about your enemies like you do. God loves people. And so we have to change the posture and the condition of our heart so we can love people like God love them. I have no problem with blessing my enemies. <laughs> the reason I don't have a problem with blessing my enemies is because of my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. My enemy called and asked me for stuff or I see somebody that they're, they're, I'm not an enemy to them, but they're an enemy to me. Um, it's like King David and King Saul relationship. David was not an enemy of King Saul, but King Saul was an enemy to David. David had love in his heart for King Saul, even though King Saul was still trying to kill him and, and, and trick him and coming back so he can try to sabotage him and kill him. He did not feel that way. He was even asking him, why are you doing this? You know, it was envy in his heart. So your enemy can be an enemy to you and you not be an enemy to them. Saul was David's enemy, but David was not Saul's enemy. Sometimes I've I've had to tell people, you know what? I'm not feeling all of that on the inside. All that, that drama, all that you got going on, I don't feel like that on the inside. I have peace on the inside. Why? Because every time we do what God say, it releases the power of God to manifest. This is why I say the power is in the submission, not in the competition. Because every time we submit ourselves unto the word of God and we do what God say, it releases the promise of God to be able to manifest in our lives. And I'm telling you, I'm here to testify to you that the word of God works. Because if you knew my story, you would understand my testimony. I'm telling you, I've been tested and I've been tried and I've been lied and I've been persecuted and I've been all kinds of, you know, my faith has been tried and I'm telling you that God is faithful. It did not feel good, but it was good and it is good because that tribulation produced patience and patience produced the character of Christ in my life. I thank God for his conviction. I thank God for his chastisement. I thank God that I've learned obedience by the things I have suffered. And one thing I know for sure is that God's word works. And when things are out of sync and things are out of line and things are out of order in our lives, it's not about him. That's we need to come before him and say, Lord, show me what's going on here. Because the spirit of the living God on the inside of us is greater than the spirit of the Antichrist. That spirit that's on the outside, that voice that's on the outside that's trying to get us to believe that the word of God is not true. Remember I did a video, I think the last one I did was with Shawai lie. What lie has the devil told you to try to make you believe that the word of God is not true? What is, there's a lot of words in the Bible. Make sure that, the, because there might be a word for you that's not for me. You know, that might be what God said to you, but God didn't say that to me. But it's still his word. It's just not something that he said to me concerning that situation. Our situations and circumstances might not, might not be the same. You need a word of healing. I need a word of, of uh, you know, this person needs a word of salvation. That's not going to be the same kind of word. Okay. So what is this counsel of God uh, concerning whatever it is that you're dealing with? Whatever it is you're going through. What seed do you need to sow? And I'm not talking about money. It may be money. It may be a word of encouragement. It may be a smile. You know, the Bible says he that wants to be friends, he must show himself to be friendly. You have to be intentionally friendly in order to have friends. You say, I don't have any friends. Maybe, well, it's it's because you're not friendly. And I'm not talking about um, uh, being um, separated and isolated because even still, you still should have some kind of friends. The reason we don't have friends is because we're not showing ourselves to be friendly. And I'm not saying there's not times when you have to shut stuff down. And when the Holy Spirit won't bring you back and say, hey, come on, we need a conference call. I just need to spend some quiet time with you. We need a honeymoon when you get those times of those sabbaticals when you need to have a honeymoon with the Holy Ghost. But when you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a constant daily thing. Just like it is with your spouse. 
just like it is with your kids. I talk, I have five kids. I talk to almost all five of them every single day. They call. <laughs> I might skip a few days, you know, not here for my my one daughter, because her schedule stuff up. Just because I don't talk to her every day, don't mean I have a relationship. I'm always mindful. I'm always praying. Uh, just really just standing on the word of God. But if you can only do good to those that do good to you, then that's not God. There's no credit in that. There's, there's no reward. But when you can be good to your enemy, that's the love of God. When you can love your enemy, when you can bless those who curse you, those are seeing then so. He said, bless those who curse you. He didn't say curse those who curse you. He said, bless those who curse you. Luke 6, 28, bless those who curse you and pray for those who think they're trying to really use you. But if you're doing something out of your own heart and you feel like this is what the Lord is telling you to do, they ain't using you. They think they are. God is using you. Every time we do what God say do, God, we allow his spirit to flow through us and to use us. And, we, and, and it causes our light to be, uh, to be seen. Our light is our lifestyle. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works. We're talking about works. So they will see your good works and that your father will be glorified. When you letting someone in a grocery store step in front of you, that's letting your light shine. Because there's not a lot of people doing that. When you um, allow people to go in front of you, you opening the door for them, uh, letting people in traffic, letting people get in front of you, all this kind of stuff. That's letting your light shine. Acts of kindness. When we have acts of kindness, when we're doing being patient and kind and love and gentleness and tender heart, those are acts of that. That's the fruit of the spirit. They will see your good works. Oh, they were so kind. Oh, they were so nice. What is they saying? They saw your light shining. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and your father will be glorified. Your work is your lifestyle. Your lifestyle is your light. They will see your light. When they see your lifestyle, your lifestyle, that's how they see your light. Um, Luke 6.28 says, Luke 6.28 says, But to those of you who will listen, I say, this was Jesus saying, speaking, he said, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, okay? Bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn on the hem on the other also. And if someone takes your cloak, do not withhold your tonic from them. In other words, he's saying, don't do evil for evil. Do opposite to evil. <laughs> That's how you forgive. <laughs> Forgiveness is treating people opposite to how they treat you. You know, we say it all the time. You got to forgive. You got to forgive. You got to forgive. Right? If you don't forgive, God won't forgive. That's what he said. Because unforgiveness is opposite to love. It's it's opposite to who God is. So the way we forgive other people is by treating them opposite to how they treat us. The Lord says, vengeance is mine and I shall repay, says the Lord. Why is this? The Lord is saying, I don't want you taking vengeance because in order to get even, you have to become just as evil. (laughs) The Lord said, I got this. I need you to do what I say. I need you to uh, bless those that curse you. I need you to pray for those who mistreat you. And, And know this, just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you have to allow them to come sit their feet back under your table because the truth of the matter is just because you have forgiven them don't mean they have forgiven you and and it's like I love to use King Saul and David it's a perfect illustration because even though David had no he David didn't uh, he, he didn't have anything in his heart against King Saul King Saul had something in his heart envy and hate and his heart against David right and because of because of King Saul's hate David and Saul couldn't be together It wasn't because of David. It was because of King Saul. King Saul had made himself an enemy of David. But David was not an enemy to King Saul. He loved him. He could have killed him on numerous occasions. He would even cut a piece of his robe while he was sleeping to show him, look, I could have killed you. You know, 
He was not an enemy to him. He did not feel the same way about him that he felt about him. And you know what? And that's just like God. God don't hate that person that you hate. God is not even angry at that person that you're angry at. Now, how does that make you feel? <laughs> he said, bless those who, uh, who despitefully use you and to pray for those who mistreat you. That's how God feels about it. That is the counsel of God concerning our enemies. Matter of fact, the title is Love Your Enemies, Luke 6, 28. But to those of you who will listen, I say, this is what Jesus said. This is the counsel of God. When we say, what is the counsel of God concerning your enemies? And when he say love them, he means treat them right. Treat them kind. Don't have aught. Because don't hold aught in your heart. Because aught in your heart, not forgiveness in your heart. It's, it's a hindrance to you. But when we do what God say do, when we're kind to people, I'm telling you, I had to practice these principles. I had to be kind to people who was evil to me, who was plotting, planning, and scheming. And I knew it because the Holy Ghost, who knows the intent of the heart and is a discerner of the heart, knows the intents of the, the word. It's a discerner of the thoughts and it knows the intents of the heart. The words of knowledge and the gifts of the Spirit and the discerning of the Holy Spirit was letting me in on some things. You know why? Because I chose to do what he said. And one thing I said, Lord, I don't have to look for anything because I trust you. And if there's anything that I need to know, there's anything I need to see because you love me and you have my best interest at heart, you will reveal it to me and make it known to me because your word teaches me and tells me that there's nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. And so I was able to live a life of liberty because I'm trusting in the Lord. Whatever it is I need to know, Lord, whether it's through a person that he have called to tell me or something that comes in the mail or whatever, whatever it was that I needed to know during that season of testing and, and um, doing that season of testing, God, he took care of me. And he still takes care of me. And I am confident in God's love for me. Therefore, I can rest in his word. I can rest in what he says. Because perfect love casts out fear. And I have confidence in God's love for me. Because he has proven himself faithful time and time and time again. You guys, pick up my book, Understanding Your Own Issues. That's my testimony. That is literally my story of deliverance. Those things that I'm talking to you about, I literally had to live it out. I literally had to learn how to forgive. I literally had to learn how to really sincerely from my heart learn to bless those that curse me because when the Lord began to teach me that how they were had nothing to do with me I had great compassion for them because I could tell by what was coming out of their mouth and I could tell by their behaviors that they was very miserable and that the devil then I began to just see it as a devil holding them hostage so we can bless those. We can bless our enemies. We can pray for those. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. Sometimes along the way, there is a prayer. The Bible says there is a prayer that leads to death. And I wouldn't even have you to pray for that. Have you ever felt my the Holy Spirit saying, don't pray for him? I've had that to happen. There is a sin that leadeth unto death, the Bible says, and I would not have you to pray for that. St. Corinthians. There is a sin that leadeth to death, and I would not have you pray for that. I've actually had him to say no. First John 5, 17. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is a sin that does not lead to death. Let me read the one where it says it does. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death, he should ask God who would give life to those who commit this kind of sin. There is a sin that leads to death. And I'm not saying he should ask regarding that sin. You know, there is a sin... You know, the Lord said he forgive you for everything except blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. Denouncing the Lord Jesus Christ. Calling the things of God demonic. 
if any man sees his brother in a sin which is not unto death, he should ask and he will give. He should give him life for for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that you should pray for it. There is a sin that leads unto death, and I do not say that you should pray for it. First John 5.16, please read that. I remember the first time the Lord told me, release it. Don't pray about that no more. Then the Holy Spirit brought this scripture to me, first John 5.16. There is a sin unto death, and I do not say that he should pray for that. Pray for it. I'm trying to, I'm almost out of time here. But what I want you to get out of this message is, I want you to understand your harvest that yes, in this world we're going to reap what we sow. Not just the evil stuff, but we're going to reap the good stuff too. Because if we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap corruption. But if we sow to the spirit, we're going to reap life and godliness. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For God is not mocked. Should we continue to sin because we abide under dispensation of grace? Because God is no longer opening up the heaven and 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 killing, you know, sunken them down in the earth. Should we should we continue in sin because we were under grace? God forbid. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Let me find that scripture for you. In other words, um, whatever we sow, we're going to reap it. The seed is within itself, right? Galatians 6 and 7. It says, do not be deceived. Galatians 6 and 7. It teaches us this. We don't have to, don't call it karma. It's called reaping what you sow. Okay? Nevertheless, the one who receives instructions in the word must share in all good things with his instruction, instructor. Um, that was Galatians 6, 6. We're going to 7 now. It says, do not be deceived. God is not to be mocked. Whatsoever man sows, he will reap in return. The one who sows to the to please his flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. But the one who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap, um, reap eternal life. In other words, when I do what my flesh want to do, I'm going to reap the harvest. I'm going to reap death because the wages of sin is death. Every time I do what my flesh want to do, that's going to cause me to reap a bad harvest. I'm going to reap the harvest, whatever it was I sowed. If I, if I sow anger, I'm going to get anger back. Okay, a soft answer turns away wrath. Not anger for anger. Okay, Proverbs teaches us a soft answer turns away wrath. But, you know, every time we do what we want to do, what our flesh wants to do, we're going to reap death. But every time we sow to the spirit, we're going to reap life. In other words, every time I do what my flesh want, I'm going to reap something bad. And that, But every time I do what the Spirit want, I'm going to reap something good. We reap what we sow. Uh, Job 4.8 says, As I have observed, those who pl- plow in, in uh, iniquity and those who sow trouble, they reap the same. If you sow trouble, if you sow gossip, if you sow strife, if you sow confusion, it's coming back to you. If you're mean to other people and you, everywhere you mean, people are just constantly being mean to you. <laughs> I'm not talking about suffering for Christ's sake. I'm talking about, um, because when you're suffering for doing the right thing, the Bible tells us to rejoice because that means that the glory of the Lord is resting upon you. But when you're suffering for doing the wrong thing, that's not suffering for Christ's sake. When you suffer for doing what's right, when you're suffering for Christ's sake, for doing good, Rejoice. You know, when you're being persecuted because you want to pray instead of gossip on your lunch break, and they're talking about you being a holy roller, you need to rejoice because that means they see something on you. They see the glory of the Lord is resting upon you. That's being that's suffering for Christ's sake. When you're suffering for doing the right thing, then you need to rejoice. Um, um, first Peter. 3, 13 says, Now, he who wants to harm you, if you are eager to do good. Now, who will want to harm you if you... I'm sorry. Now, who will want to harm you if you're evil, eager to do, do good? And I got my glasses on. Um, 14 says, But even if you suffer for doing what's right, it says God will reward you for that. 
So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. That they're going to threaten to fire you or threaten to do this or threaten to do that because you stood up for what's right. You wouldn't lie for them. I remember I used to have a boss and he was like, tell him I'm not here. And I would say, you got to tell your own lies. I mean, he could have said, well, I'm firing you. No, if you would have fired me for not wanting to tell a lie for you, then that would have been suffering for Christ's sake because that was I was a Christian. That was suffering. That would have been suffering for doing the right thing. It was a, you know, I trust the Lord. If he say that every time you do what's right, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, he can fight for you. He'll cause all things to work together for you when you do what's right because that means that you love him. And when you love God and you're called according to a purpose, his purpose, he said, all things are going to, I'm, I'm going to cause all things to work together for your good. The good, the bad, the ugly, the, all that stuff that the devil tried to bring on me, those lies, those false persecution, they try to ruin my reputation, just a whole bunch of witchcraft and demonic stuff. But because I love the Lord and I know I'm called according to his purpose and I trusted him, he who promised me was faithful and he delivered me from the snares of the enemy and from the from the lies and, and the devil could not ruin my reputation. I'm, my, I'm getting ready to end it here. My time is almost out. I want to see if I can read 1 Peter 3.13. Now, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what's right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of the threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as your Lord Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. I'm telling you that happened to me. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good. If that is what God wants, then to then to suffer for doing wrong. It's better to suffer for doing the right thing than for doing the wrong thing. And when people, uh, lies, persecution, character assassination, that's all part of the process. We have to be prepared and equipped because tribulations work in patience and patience produce character. My question to you, are you ready to go through the preparation period? Because we have to be prepared and equipped before God can use us to help bring anything or anybody up. You have to be tough-skinned. And what I mean is tough-skinned. Your flesh has to be dead. Dead men don't sin. And it's a daily thing. That You know, daily we get up, we have to crucify our flesh. Every day we have to choose to do things God's way. I'm asking you. There's why there's no condemnation. Because see, today is another day. And we get to do what God say. And I don't know about you, but I'm here to say, God, not my will, not my way, not my want. I will watch, we will watch over our word. Help us to be slow to speak, Holy Spirit, and quick to hear, remembering and understanding that our words are seeds being sown into the lives of others and into our own lives. Help us not to curse ourselves and help us not to curse others by the words that we speak, Father. And Father, we just give you the glory. We give you the honor. We thank you that we will go forth and we will be doers of this word that we heard and give us wisdom to know how to do what we heard. Give us wisdom to know, to be um, mindful of the works that we need to add to go along with our faith. Um, help us to be um, uh, speak life and not death. Life and not death. Help us to be a light in the midst of someone else's darkness, Holy Spirit. Help us to be sensitive to the needs of others, not just to those that we know, Father God, but break, arrest us, Holy Spirit. Help us to zoom in on those people um, that have a heart towards you or those people that you want us to be able to uh, minister to. You say, he who wins souls is wise, Father. We thank you that our heart desires to win souls, and we thank you for your wisdom in advance to win those souls because you told us to pray to the Lord of harvest that you would send forth labors into your harvest Father God and we say today use us as your labor and to be a light in the midst of someone else's darkness Father and we will introduce you we will introduce Jesus Christ as someone else um, in Jesus name we pray Amen. Thank you guys again for joining in on my podcast. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Please share it um, with someone else so it can be a blessing to them also. And in sharing it, once again, that's sowing a seed into someone else's life because you're sowing the Word of God into their life. Um, You're sowing a good deed and you're going to reap a good deed. 
If you'd like to support us, hit the support button. Uh, support our outreach right here, 1966.us. You can donate there. You can cash at me at the dollar sign, Pearly, P-E-A-R-L-I-E, J. Martin. You guys be so blessed. So be so encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Know that God is for you. He's not angry with you. And um, every time we do things God's way, he releases his promises to manifest in our lives. I'm going to end it here.